You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast. Today's case study of the week reveals how one entrepreneur worked one third of the time and 3x their revenue. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into another Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast. It's case study time. I just, you know, obviously all our case studies are amazing, and I like to make them different. We like to go deeper into different areas. This is turning out to be one of my favorites, and I don't want to spend much time talking. I want to get into it. It's so good. If you've ever struggled with anxiety, whether in your personal life or in the context of business or both, if you've ever found yourself becoming like a workaholic, 12, 14, 16 hour days, and even the, the thought of not working feels uncomfortable, you feel guilty, you feel fearful because you're not working. If you ever feel like you need this sense of control, you gotta do it all yourself, and it just puts you into this state of constant worry, then this episode is for you. You're gonna hear the extraordinary life transformative journey of one entrepreneur that for 10 years in their business was riddled with anxiety and as a result suffered from constant breakouts and hives, panic attacks, and was not making the money they wanted in their business. And the work that they did to change everything. And as a result, as a byproduct, this individual was able to reduce their daily work from 16 hours a day down to just five and then 3x their revenue. This is amazing. This is huge. This is what we're all about here on the Mind Your Business podcast. So perk your ears up, pay close attention because I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine Allison Marshall. Let's play that interview right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with my good friend, Allison Marshall. Allison, how you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm excited to be here. Good. <laughs> I'm excited. So why don't we just get right into it? Why are you here? Well, I'm here because 12, 13 months ago, I was one person in my business. And over the last 12 months, I've done a lot of inner work and I now feel like a completely different person. I feel different on the inside and that has changed the way I do everything in my business and that's given me different results and better results than I was getting before. Yeah. Well, isn't that, isn't that interesting how that works in that when we it's do that inner work, then it, <laughs> the, the natural byproduct becomes results that get manifested within the business. Yes. So let's get some con context really quickly because that's what I really want to focus on in this episode with our listeners is here's this contrast that you experience of like Allison 
1.0 if you will and here's allison 2.0 or like 4.0 and a very like i mean even i can notice it because i remember like oh i remember when like the first couple of calls um overthinking everything overthinking everything and then not following some coaching too like you would like have a plan that would like work and it'd be like this is simple just go with this and then i'd find you doing something completely different and it would kind of blow up in your face and i'm like why are you making things more complicated than they need to be oh my gosh that was my mo overcomplicating and overthinking everything yeah okay so we're gonna get into these this these two contrasts 1.0 versus 2.0 but let's give some more context first of all what do you do like who do you help and how do you help them uh yeah, so I help, well, obviously my business is an online business and I help female entrepreneurs start and grow online businesses that are fueled from passive income from their digital products. So mm -hmm. specifically, I help people who are more in the new, the entry level to mid-level range, people that either aren't making any money yet or they are making a little bit, but it's not sustainable. So yeah. helping them do that in a simple, the ironic part, I'm really good at simplifying it for other people, but not myself. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that funny? You weren't, now you are. Now I am, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 okay, good, awesome. And how long have you been doing this? Cause I know like you didn't just get started a year ago. No, so it's it's kind of a two-part question because technically I started dabbling in the online business world in 2010. I started a wedding photography business at the same time and I had started a blog and so I was doing kind of business photography stuff on the blog but also personal stuff and then I was dabbling and the more I did my photography business, the more I fell in love with the business side of things like, oh man, like mm -hmm. branding and marketing and all of that stuff. I was like geeking out about it. I loved it and I started getting all of these questions from people who are on Facebook, on my reading my blog and so I started answering those and I gradually realized around 2012-ish that I was like, you know what? I love this business thing. Like having a job that I love is amazing. It's changed the quality my life. I want to help as many people have a job that they love as possible. I want to help people start their businesses. And so I gradually began to like do more and more business stuff, but it wasn't like profitable. I wasn't selling anything. I was essentially just writing a bunch of blog posts. And so it wasn't until 2015 that I was like, okay, like I'm showing up to this every day, but it's really just a hobby. It's a time consuming one. And so I need to like make this, I need to figure out, you know, how to actually make this my new job. Cause I really wanted to replace my photography business. And so it was in 2015 that I officially got serious, I guess you mm -hmm. could say, and made the transition. Yeah. Got it. If we could like really create a clear image in the mind's eye of our listeners, who was Allison Marshall circa 2016, 2017, this uh, previous version of yourself? Okay. Well, I was consumed by anxiety, like 99.9% .9 of the time. And what does that, what does that look like specifically? Like if we, if we were to just see in, in the day of, of your life? Well, it manifested in two big ways. One was that my mind was always filled with like a nonstop thought loop. Mm. And, and we're talking like constant obsessive thoughts. So like I would be going over my to-do list for the day or for the week, like 50 million times. I had thoughts running through my mind 24 seven, basically of me worrying about the future or how I was going to handle something or how am I going to do this? I was in constant worry mode and trying to just 
control everything. So like I was always anticipating what might happen and how I could control that in advance. Mm. And basically my mind would come up with all these worst case scenarios. And my mind was constantly coming up with those and basically trying to work solutions over and over and over again to the point where I was never really mentally present very little of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. Okay. What else to really give our listeners a description of of what life was, was like. I was overworking all the time. My anxiety, because I was so anxious all the time of what might happen and how is this going to work? I need to make this work. I need to control everything. I would, that I would compensate by working more and more and more. So when I felt anxious, my way of dealing with it was, well, if I feel anxious, I could go get ahead on some work and, you know, like make sure everything's okay. So I was working like 12 hour days. I was working 16 hour days. I would work evenings. I would work weekends. I had hives breaking out on my stomach, on my chest. I started having panic attacks in 2016, which I'd never had before, but I thought at the time I was having a heart attack, literally. And I was just frantically hopping from one thing to the next because I was so afraid of just sitting still. Like I felt like I had to be doing something 24 seven. And I made a lot of rushed decisions out of fear and worry. You know, I would be like, oh man, I need to do a promotion next month right now because I have to have that revenue coming in. Oh man, I need to take on this person, even though I don't really want to, but I need the money. So like I made a lot of choices out of fear and anxiety. So I was pretty much just working myself to death and in an attempt to just uh, relieve myself of the anxiety. And it didn't help by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the state of the business It was very, in 2016, it was very feast and famine because now that I'm looking back on it, it was because, well, probably a few reasons, but one of them was that I was overcomplicating everything. And so I would have like an $8,000 month and then I would have a $1,200 month and then I would have a $10,000 promotion and then I would make nothing the next month. And it was because I was just, I wasn't taking the time to just focus on one thing. I was trying to do 20 things. I created six courses in one year. And so I wasn't even taking the time to refine and test and tweak and relaunch. I was just frantically creating one course. And then as soon as I half-ass launched it, I would move on to creating the next course. And then I would launch that. And then I'd move on to the next thing. And so I wasn't taking the time to really make anything work. I was doing all the things, but I wasn't focusing on making any one thing really work. Yeah. Now, okay, that's pretty good description. I think our listeners will really get a good (laughs) sense of that. So it was amazing. Thank you. Now, for those of you guys who don't know, Allison um, was a finalist in a big competition, exciting like experience that we do every year called the Breakthrough of the Year Award. And she was one of nine finalists voted from a large pool of people who experienced an extraordinary 2018. You were one of the finalists. You got to share your journey. So I know, and especially watching you and your growth over the past year or so, the evolution that you've had is is quite extraordinary. So let's see if you can take a moment without... And then I know like you might get in your head about like, I don't want to you know be braggadocious. So... 
you're doing this from a place of service to show people that might really feel like, oh my gosh, she just described my day. Because you did say something that I, I want to actually hit on. You said you were working yourself to death and I don't want to be too morbid or drastic here. But right. do you, I mean, guys, come on. Like how long do you think she could keep that up for before like death is a serious thing? You know, another five, 10 years before you do have a heart attack yeah. and you die. Like like seriously, your your life and your health is, is on the line with this, right? So yeah. this is not to brag this is to show people that something else is possible and i know you're not a perfect enlightened being where nothing affects you and you're just blissed out like eckhart tolle 24 7 you're still a human yeah 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 and you're, you're still having a human experience but if you could kind of describe like what life is like on one of your better days what is business like on one of your better days can you paint a picture of that for us right now yeah Oh, for one, so much more calm and relaxed. Mm -hmm. I have, my mind is clear most of the time. Again, yes, I of course occasionally have like an anxious thought, but very, very less than I was before. So my mind is clear. I'm more relaxed. I generally start my day and I'm not even joking. Like literally I spend on most days, I spend the first half of my day, not even doing traditional work, air quotes. I'm doing things that make me feel good. Mm. I'm meditating, I'm reading, I'm walking outside. I basically spend the first half of my day just like feeling as good as possible and getting into a really good mindset. And then the second half of my day is when I will do something that's very creative and content oriented. Usually I have a team member now, which I had been working as a one woman show in all my businesses for almost 10 years. And having someone there to do all of those day-to-day tasks. I'm so much more inspired now. I realized I was, I didn't realize until after I got my personal assistant, how uninspired I was before, because I was constantly working myself into the ground with like customer support and emails and things that I didn't truly enjoy. So my days feel so much more relaxed, so much more focused and way more inspired. Mm -hmm. And I'm no longer chronically worrying about like, Oh, what if this happens? And what if that happens? I just have a, I have a overlying sense of like, it's all going to work out just fine. It always does. Everything that I want to happen is going to happen. It's just like, I'm clear on what I want. I'm clear on why. And I literally now can just let the universe yeah. show me how and when. So and I'm totally okay with that. So it sounds like now you just have rose-colored glasses, you're an ostrich with your head in the sand, and you're taking no responsibility. You're not being an, a responsible adult. So I have to imagine your business has just like crashed into the ground. It has not crashed into the ground, <laughs> no. <laughs> can, can you share a little bit about the state of, of your business? So before, so let's see, what year are we in right now? 2019. Yeah. So 2017, just for a reference, I think I came in at about 65,000. And again, it was just feast and famine. I'd have like a $12,000 month and then nothing and then nothing. And then, so it was very sparse. Mm -hmm. And last year I more than tripled my revenue. And when I think about it, I was like, okay, yeah, that was less than my goal, but I, spent the first half of last year, not really, I didn't do any promotions last year. I literally spent the first six months just kind of honing in on what I wanted to do with my two evergreen courses. And so 
Now it's so much more simple. I cut two of my courses. I only have two now. I cut a lot of things out of my business. I cut a lot of slack. I deleted a lot of things. And so my business is now so much more simple. I it's, it runs much better now. And I can literally just focus on serving my students and getting in new people and helping more people. This is awesome. So revenue went up last year and I know we're only a month in, uh, 2019, but I I do want to follow up with you to see how your 2019 turns out. So here's this contrast of this like anxiety ridden individual. uh, Now this calm and clear headed person. So the next thing that our listeners, some of our, some of our listeners might say is like, oh, well, if I tripled revenue, I wouldn't be as anxious as well. Is that what happened? (laughs) No. Is that what happens? You, you tripled revenue and then you said, okay, I can stop worrying. I did it. So, the you know, I was, it was first the inner work and then that led me to yes. inspiration and the ideas that led to having those revenue breakthroughs. Oh, uh, that's so, I'm so glad you said that. And I knew that was what the answer you were going to give, because I think most people have it backwards. <laughs> They're waiting for the anxiety to go away. They're waiting for the yep. fear to go away once they have all the things. And, and that was me. That was yeah. me too before last year. Yeah. So, this is fantastic and i'd love to just spend the rest of our time today looking and and going wherever you want to go in terms of like here was this clear before and here's this 2.0 after where you are right now and you're awesome uh now you were awesome before it was almost like you know suffering suffering there's this photo and i'm gonna post it because it's so great of a it's a photo not of you not of you but it's a photo that just like is so perfect of this it's a little boy who's got a boot on his head and it looks like someone is like stepping on his head and then it pulls away and his hand is in the boot and he's the one putting the boot on his own head. And that's kind of what it's like, right? It's like no one was doing this to you, right? No outside force was like forcing these thoughts of worry and fear and anxiety. And it's like you were doing it to yourself. And it's like yep. we, we don't realize that we're we're the hand on the head, the boot putting putting the pressure on ourselves and yeah. uh and you let it go and like things have just unfolded and again we're only talking about like a shift in six months or less so where do you want to go from here in terms of like the 90 10 the the 95 5 like the things that really shifted for you that made the big difference so that our listeners who are like oh my gosh she's describing me right now could take something and run with it and start to have the same type of 2.0 that you're experiencing Honestly, my top priority last year was to just focus on feeling good as much as possible. Mm. I mean, that was literally my number one focus for the first several months of last year. I, of course, you know, I was like over planning everything. I need to launch this. I need to have it all figured out. And if I was like, F it, like he's telling me the inner work. So fine. That's going to be my number one. (laughs) I literally was like, okay, like I'm going to just focus on feeling as good as possible. And Mm -hmm. so I structured my day around just adding in little things, starting small. I would just start with a minute of meditation. I would start with just adding in little things that would, that would make me feel happy, whether that was listening to music or reading a book or going on a walk. And I just started adding in more and more to my day that made me feel better. And then the better I felt, 
the more clarity that I had and the more ideas that I had. And that truly was a catalyst for everything. And it all started with just focusing on feeling good. I even had a list in my, I love to bullet journal, but you could do this on anything. I literally drew out a, I literally wrote out a list uh, called the feel good checklist. And I wrote down just a bunch of things that I could do, not necessarily spending money, just like things I could do quick and easy at home that made me feel really good. And I would draw from that list every single day I would do things. And I just made that my number one priority, starting small, adding in things gradually. And it started to snowball. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's so, that's so simple, but how many people actually do that? That's the thing. You don't need to overcomplicate things. You don't, don't be like me and overthink you need to create six courses in a year and do this and do that and have it all, you know, figure out. It's, it's just, it's so much more simple than a lot of us like to make it. (laughs) Absolutely. And this is another reason why I'm just like, I always just scoff at and poo poo the hustle mentality is because look at that old version of you. I mean, I just wrote notes of everything you said and how like working 12 to 16 hours. And obviously if you're spending the first half of your day playing and finding joy and peace and calmness, and your revenue has tripled and you've only been doing this, you know, for less than a year, why would we choose to work 12 to 16 hours? It, yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I don't work. I worked less last year than I've ever worked. And I have been working a long time. I used to pride myself. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I can work 12 hour days. I'm hardcore. Yeah. Last year I averaged like five hour days. And yep. this year I will not work more than five hours in a day. That's I will awesome. work four hours is kind of like my sweet spot and I'm working yeah. less, but I'm making more. <laughs> I mean, guys, how many examples of proof and evidence do you need that you're working too much that working more does yeah. not guarantee success. It, yep. She tripled her revenue by working a third of the time, a third, a third. Add that I actually started so like the first half of last year I I didn't do any promotions like I said last year and I spent the first six months kind of figuring out my evergreen strategy of how I would promote my evergreen courses so I wasn't really doing any major revenue generating things for the first six months I finally got these two funnels that I had been working on for my evergreen courses done at the beginning of the summer and in the middle of the summer so pretty much all the revenue that I made came in between May and September. And then it actually, they were working so well that I completely overwhelmed myself because I was a one woman show. I realized mid September, like, oh my gosh, I am not prepared for this kind of growth. I actually shut off my funnels (laughs) so completely Mm -hmm. so that I could focus 100% on hiring help. So all of my revenue really came in from May to mid-September because I shut everything down so that I could focus on hiring help. And so now I'm like ready to, I majorly slowed down so that I could speed up. And now I slowed down and I am just now at that point where I'm ready to speed back up again. That's so awesome. Uh, And I think our listeners hear that a lot from me that you got to slow down if you want to speed up and just staying busy. It just, it's being busy is a symptom of a much, much bigger problem. You know, that, yeah. that what are you doing? 
to keep yourself busy, what are you distracting yourself from? What are you avoiding because you don't want to get present to, you don't want to look at something in your business, something in your life that isn't working and you'd rather just stay busy so you can ignore it. Yeah, and, and for me it was anxiety and control. Like mm -hmm. my way of feeling like I had control over everything was to be working all the time. Yes, that, and I've been there. Look, I get that 100%. I used to work because not working felt so uncertain and uncomfortable yes. it's like yep. free falling you're just like if i'm not working i must not be making money <laughs> oh and i mean you guys exactly. there's look you can get all the logical left brain proof from countless stories like allison's and mine but at one point or another you guys are just gonna have to take the leap of faith and trust but hey let's let, let's go into this really quick because i know knowing you that you hiring your first team member is a big effing deal. It was. That's, I mean, you made that like the biggest thing in the world. Uh, you resisted help for a long time. Three years. Yep. Yep. Knowing that you needed it. Okay. So take us through what was going through your head at the time. Like what were the big fears and worries? Because I know you're going to be able to help and inspire a lot of people that are like, I mean, look, we in, you know, in business by design, one of the first roles I have is you can't do this alone. Why would you yeah. want to? Why do you want to work 16 hour days covered in hives and anxiety? Because look at me, I can do it myself lovely, doesn't it? <laughs> right it sounds amazing yeah when you can even hire someone virtually for so so inexpensive so, so take us through that honestly the biggest reason why i put it well there were two big overlying reasons why i put it off for so long number one was i being a little bit of a I, ugh, I have relinquished so much yeah. control it feels great but then i felt such a desire to control everything and i was such a perfectionist that I was like, only I can like do everything the way exactly how it needs to be done. Like I can only, no one else is going to be able to do it as good as I can. And I was so fearful of taking on that expense. And yeah. I wasn't realizing at the time, like, Hey, actually taking on that expense is going to like more than pay for itself with yes. like the time. But those were the two big reasons that prevented me from hiring for years yeah now to, to so, so there's gonna be some listeners like, oh my gosh that's so me and they're like yeah i agree and uh we just want to squash these right now right and so the first let's let's talk about the expense one because that's nonsense uh, james yeah. i can't take on that expense and i can't afford to outsource or hire and the first thing we got to say right off the bat is that the you reason you not to yeah yeah well you can't afford it not to but the reason you can't afford is yeah. because you haven't been outsourcing and delegating when you're doing it all yourself you are forced to do those things that are you know not revenue generating activities that take you away from the things that actually make you money so it's costing you money to do it yourself because there's you're operating from this finite linear system of time there's only so many hours there's only so much energy and someone's got to answer customer support someone's got to go fix the website problem someone's got to go deal with your email all that stuff and if it's you doing it then who's making the sales who's generating the revenue who's connecting with the jvs the affiliates and fixing the funnels and getting more customers and clients not you because you're nope. you're in a 10 to 15 dollar an hour position Crazy. So, yep. <laughs> so have you seen, it's been what, two months now since you've had somebody? Almost two months. Almost two months. Have you seen that it's allowed you to put yourself more into your zone of genius? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I think I said earlier, I haven't felt this 
inspired in my business and just so excited again. I feel like I have a new business because mm-hmm. it had gotten to the point where, yes, I was spending all of my time doing email and customer support and fixing things and doing those like repetitive tasks that uh, might not be the funnest, but you just have to do them every week. I was spending all of my time and energy there. And so I would like start the day feeling inspired, but be like, Oh wait, hold on. I got to like respond <laughs> to like 50 emails. Yeah. And then by the time I was done, I was, I was spent. I had no more energy. I didn't feel like doing anything. And so having those handed to someone who by the way, does them just as good as I did right, them. If right. Better. Now I just, my days are filled with things that I love again. I am spending my time. I just started a podcast earlier this month, which is so fun. Um, I am doing content creation. I'm helping my students. I'm refining the program that I have. Like that's the stuff I love. That's the stuff I'm good at. And that's what I get to spend my time doing. Mm, I love it. This is so amazing. And let's, let's talk a little bit more about the, these limiting beliefs and stories around, I can't hire a team because no one can do it as well as mine. You, you address that, but also like, I don't want to give up control. Here's the first thing is that a lot of how you were operating in 1.0 was the need for control, right? Yes. And yes. maybe you guys have heard this before. Maybe you haven't, but control is an illusion. That finally sunk in for me about 50 times after you, you, uh, <laughs> 50 time you said it, it finally sunk in. <laughs> and there's, I mean, think about this really for a moment just to get present to it that outside of how you think and how you feel, your internal state, there is very little that's within your control. The dollar or whatever currency that you use in your business could crash, not even tomorrow, right now, gone. And I mean, you gotta wonder how close we are with like the crazy times that we are living in. But (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like there could be an earthquake, a, a natural disaster that just devastates where we live. Like. There's so many things and not, this is not to create fear in people at all. It's to get present to the idea that we are wasting so much of our life force energy on a need to control something when it doesn't actually do anything because control is an illusion. And when you have that need to have that control, this illusion ends up controlling you and controlling your life. controls your emotional state because if you don't feel in control where do you go from that how do you perform how does that affect your performance your happiness your peace of mind and that's you're making decisions out of anxiety and just like fear and they might not be the best decisions but you're so consumed Mm -hmm. trying to make sure everything's fine yeah Yeah. and like the other thing, and this is because I had to deal with this too, you know, the, all the same stuff, all the same stuff, Allison. And that's the, the point. And I really want people to get this. So this is the biggest takeaway. This is part of the journey. Every single entrepreneur goes through this. Some takes a lot longer. Allison, it took her a while. Okay. Some people, they get it fast and they go, but every person, including you listening, will go through this. And it, you're not wrong or bad or broken because this is where you're at. I'm a control freak. Okay. You are not a control freak because that presupposes that something is fixed about you. And Allison just demonstrated that she's no longer a control freak. It's not that that's who she was. It's just her thoughts and actions and behavior had a need to control things. Now her thoughts, actions, and behaviors 
don't, but probably still a little, but not to the same degree. This is all, you can change behavior. You can change how you think about things. You know, Wayne Dyer said, you change the way you think about things, the things you think about change. Hello, that's exactly what's happened here, right? But we all need to go through this. So you're not bad or broken. You're just like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm doomed. No, it's just, it's a... (laughs) It's just a broken strategy that does not work for growing a business because if you just look at the facts, every great business became great first because of a great team. Look look at any business that you know, no one making more than like, you know, like look, you are doing $65,000. Like think about this for a second, guys. This $65,000 a year is not a salary. It's revenue in a business. So if you had a salary job, 65K you can totally live on and be awesome. And you probably wouldn't as long as you're fiscally responsible going, this is feast or famine. But as a business, there are expenses. There are costs, even if you're doing it alone. Okay, so people set this goal of creating a business the same thing. What is a salary? Get real because like there are costs. Right. So the number has to be higher. And if the number has to be higher, anybody who's got that higher number has some sort of team. They have someone they're not doing it alone. Anybody who's making a living that's like actually they can live on that isn't feast or famine has a team. Of some sort, even if it's just like, yeah, I've got two guys in the Philippines working part time for me, five hours here and five hours there, whatever. And in order to do that, you must be able to let go. You must have the faith in the team. You must be willing to let go. And here's the last thing I'll say, because I get really passionate about this topic. I want you guys to all consider, just imagine, pretend, just suspend reality for a moment. Pretend you're working for me like you are on my team, Team Wedmore. And I want you to imagine that I'm your boss. And I also want you to imagine that I have zero faith in you. Like I don't trust you. How do you think my lack of faith and trust in you is affecting your performance to succeed and be awesome? Mm. It hits you immediately. You're like, yeah, I'm probably not even going to try. I'm not going to go after it. I'm not going to take risks. I'm not going to do that thing that is like big and scary, right? So if you know that then have you considered how much your lack of faith and trust is already affecting your team, even if it's that... But I'm James, I just have an outsourcing person I use. They're still a human being. And they need to be trusted. They need to know that you trust them implicitly. Well, James, they haven't done a good job, so I don't trust them. Great, then get rid of them. But having this relationship where it's like, I'm still going to pay you, but I don't trust you and blah, blah, blah. What does that do? This is crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyways... There I go on one of my rants again. Jeez. Okay. Anything else about this? Because I'm just so... What a great year. Allison, like... It really was your breakthrough year last year. It was. Um, So many things that had just been boiling for, I felt like, just years and years that had been kind of holding me back. All just kind of like... Exploded. Yeah. Like a volcano. Just... Oh. (laughs) Volcano. Whacked on the head by something. And it was like, oh. Like... Yeah. Clearly, no. Yeah. So, lastly, just like, oh, well, well, let's actually mention this because she told me before this that she created a vision board. You went through Catherine Zenkina's program, which is awesome. Catherine's amazing. It's awesome. We're big Catherine Zenkina fans. That you put this podcast on your vision board. I did put this podcast on my vision board. Yeah. Like two and a half weeks, three weeks before I got contacted about being on your podcast. Boom. Boom. Totally. Okay. That's another thing. That's another thing. Yeah. When I say that I made my number one priority feeling good mm-hmm. last year, 
this is the mind your business podcast so yes it is oh bring like, it you know a law of attraction all of that stuff if you feel like crap and your thoughts are crap then you're going to attract more crap lots and of crap i got super into like all the woo stuff last year like oh boy i like love the woo now yeah like, right books. But like, I was like, man, like that was another thing that really helped me get over my constant negativity and anxiety was like, I was like, I don't want to keep attracting that. Like, this is all making sense. I'm perpetuating all of this stuff that keeps happening because this is what I'm thinking about 24 mm-hmm. seven. So that's like a whole nother thing that really helped me make that. Shift. Were you skeptical and what, what invited you to do it? Take me through that really quick. Like what, what, where was the entrance to that, to that gateway drug for that world? And what was going through your mind at that time? Like, how did you finally say, okay, screw it. I'm going to try it. So yeah. So like last year, January, 2017, no woo woo at all. But after I kept hearing you saying like, so 2017 or 18, 2018. Okay. Okay. January, 2018, really skeptical. Didn't really do any inner work. And I was like, fine, I'm going to make it my number one priority. James says it's important. Fine. And so I basically just started like trying to do little things. It started with meditation Mm -hmm. one minute a day, really skeptical about that, by the way, in the beginning, but I forced myself to do it for 30 days straight. And I gradually worked up to five minutes. And after about a month and a half, I started to feel positive benefits and I was like, Oh, okay. So this is pretty cool. Wow. So I started to like figure out, like I started to like look into more resources on like meditating and all of that stuff. I began reading books. And so I would say my gateway drug other than you like getting me started on it in the first place was I read Dr. Joe Dispenza's oh, yeah. Becoming Supernatural book. Yep. And I was like, it was like talking about quantum physics and like all of that stuff. I'm totally like obsessed with space and all of that. And so I was like, captivated by that book and i read it from cover to cover and i took it to heart and i did his actual like meditations and they just made such a huge impact on how i felt and what i was thinking and i i mean yes last year was the first year where i didn't have any physical ailments like he talks a lot about also how your thoughts are directly connected to the health of your body last year was the first year where i didn't have panic attacks and hives and all of that stuff that was like really my gateway gateway. And then it's just been a, you know, snowball from there. I've been looking at, you know, getting into manifestation, like Catherine's program yep. and just, you bought some crystals, you bought some crystals, so many crystals. I sage my apartment all the time. Wow, Much to my cat's you. dismay. He like, he's <laughs> look of horror anytime I'm like saging my apartment. I love all of it. I just finished reading the book, a happy pocket full of money. Mm. Which, have you read that one? Uh, it's on my list. Someone just recommended it oh, to me. It is so good. Like I just read it from cover to cover and this is going to be a book that I will probably read for like five minutes every morning, just wow. like continually. Cause it's so good. Love but it. yeah, like all about the woo woo now. Yes. <laughs> Cause it works like, yes. like with the vision board, like you were on my, like so many things. Like I was, a, I was kind of embarrassed to say that speaking on stage at BBD was also one of the things that I wanted to intentionally manifest last year when and I you started did. like, okay, let me just view this as a game. Like, I'm just going to treat this as a game. Let mm-hmm. me see what I can manifest. And like, that was one of several things that I intentionally tried to manifest that happened. <laughs> and, and you did. And I did. Yep. I mean, it does. And here's the other thing for any, if there's any last skeptics in the room, I mean, 230 something episodes and we just keep talking about it. If there's any skeptic or maybe you've shared this with your, your spouse, what's up guys. 
you know, they're, they've got the analytical, the dudes have the analytical mind. I get it. I did too. I know that, at, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're simply asking you to feel good more often. Yeah. Even if all of it was fake, if it was all, no, it's just a placebo effect. <laughs> You're just asked to feel good more often. What does worrying actually accomplish? What does feeling anxious and scared and doing something from fear actually do? And as a guy, you're always taught, you know, if you want to get the girl and attract, you know, the right date, the right girlfriend, you exude confidence. Yeah. Right. And so, cause that's something, that's a metaphor that most guys would resonate with. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. You want to, you want to attract the woman of your dreams. Do you exude confidence or do you exude neediness? Yes. Ne- I, I'm desperate <laughs> needy. So what's that thing you want? That dream business, those dream clients, that car, the house, are you going to attract confidence and feel good or neediness and doubt and worry? It's just, it's logical. It makes sense. Right? So Boy, if there were like any skeptics left, but this is just great. It's, it's so great because, you know, the more I talk about it, it's very easy for people to say things like, well, it's easy for you to say, James, you have a team. You've been doing this for so long. You have a reputation to blah, 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 blah. And I just, this is why we bring so many amazing entrepreneur case studies onto the show. Cause it's like, here's someone in, if to go from where you were to just like be open enough and I really have to acknowledge you for that. Like that you're just like, all right, I'll do this stupid meditating inner work crap that James recommends. And to go from working a third of the time and, and only like technically you said like five months of the year, but a third of your days and to three X revenue in one year is extraordinary. Pretty happy. And that's only talking about the like money stuff. Not the fact that you've like healed yourself from years of anxiety in like a little time. Holy moly. This is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I know you do because you've made that your dominant intention every day. What do you know? Now you feel great. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'm waiting for everything to change James. Then I can feel great. I was a queen of someday. I'll feel blankety blank when I have this. Yeah. Blankety blank. I love it. So my last question, even though I could ask you a million more questions, we could just keep this going is now what, what is in store for Allison and the world in 2019 what are you excited about what do you think if we did a here's the way i'd like to ask this because i'm always you like space i'm all about future and time travel if this was december 31st catching up with allison in 2019 what would you be sharing in that episode oh man okay well in that episode i would be sharing how this was the year that i purely just followed what felt good and my intuition, like that is literally that I know that sounds really corny, but it, like you mentioned at the beginning, how I was like the planner, like obsessed with planning out every single detail. And I still, of course, plan some things, but I am so much more just really trying to get quiet and figure out the mm. next step. That's literally how I'm getting my next steps right now is just like getting quiet with myself wow. and, and, and listening to that tiny, tiny little quiet inner voice. That little whisper. Yeah. Yeah. The little whisper. And so at the end of this year, I obviously want to keep growing in terms of, I'd like to have another team member. I would like to, of course, grow my revenue. I want to have 
I would like to do a live event. I'm not sure if that'll be this year, but I don't know. I feel like that was kind of an all over the place answer. I no, 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 it's not. I want to keep growing and I want to keep impacting. I want another team member and I just want my vision board for this year is light, fun, and easy. Mm. That's like the primary, like that's how I want my business to run. And yes. so I want to be able to look back and be like, you know what, this was the most light, fun and easy year. And it was also the year that I just like exploded even more in my growth wow. as far as just everything impact, revenue, people that I'm helping. I love it. That's so awesome. And I do, I remember you were so like, I need a plan. I gotta have my plan for my plan. And what's the plan to plan the plan? And I love planning, but it's a step-by-step plan to be on it. Like when I first joined, like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to join. So James can give me my year assessment and tell me exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah. The more people want me to tell them exactly what to do, the more I don't give them what they, there's a difference between what you need and what you think you need. Right. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah. Gosh, I'm just like, I'm really proud of you. And I don't say that in a condescending way because I don't, I don't ever want to feel like I'm, oh, I know better or I'm blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, it's the work, this work, the inner work and a lot of the coaching that I do, it's not easy. And I think, uh, you know, Dr. Shannon Irvin, who you know as well, she was a finalist at our last, uh, last BBD live. And, um, and she said, building a personal brand is like personal growth on steroids. Yes. And so it really is. You know, this and I know I knew that that it's like okay, you know, you just okay, getting a course and a sales page and doing a webinar is like that's actually the easy part. Yes. It's like everything that goes on in between your ears, you know, every moment of every day that's like holy yeah. cow, all that's who am I to be doing this and what if they don't like it and oh you know, gosh. and all of that comes up. And it's tough work in the sense that it takes something from you. And you really, really took that on. You know, you really did. And it shows you did the work. And I just know (laughs) that if you continue to do the work and continue on the path you're on, like, oh my gosh, like where where are you? the work i am revved and i am ready to go <laughs> i just love it and i think we'll all be just like mark this day right here because you guys will see just extraordinary extraordinary things continually coming from allison in the years to come so it's awesome oh, thanks well it's been great yeah. it's been a crazy ride but it's uh, but that's that's it that it's supposed to be it is it, it, is it. you didn't sign up for the kitty ride the yeah exactly and and it's just like wow what a beautiful story so well i hope it i hope it can help someone yeah i know <laughs> I'm sure there are other people out there that were very much where i was for yeah. a very long time yeah well you're amazing thank you so much where can we stalk you find you learn more about you well you can go to my website wonderlast.com which i could spell out it's kind of a weird name it's w-o-n-d-e-r-l-a-s-s or I just started my own podcast. It's called the Take Imperfect Action Podcast. Boom. We're on iTunes and it will be easy to find because I'm wearing a unicorn onesie in the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. And we'll link that all up in the show notes. Allison, such a pleasure. Thank uh, you so much for you having don't, me. You don't need to hope. I really know like you're going to inspire a lot of people in this episode. So thank Thank you. you. And I have to say, I'm so grateful for for you for not just 
creating the things that you do, but oh my God, I don't think I would have, I mean, maybe I would have at some point, but you really getting me on this path of inner work is like, I don't know when I would have made that a priority until you had it like literally telling me to over and over again. Like, I want to thank you for mm. getting me that on that path to begin with. It's just been like incredible. Like you have given me, helped me give the gift to myself of just totally change perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you. Cause that's what I'm here to do. And I know. Keep doing <laughs> and think of all the people that you're going to help now that you've transformed into 2.0, Allison. <laughs> yep. I'm going for, I'm going to bypass 3.0. Uh, I'm going straight to four. Right to four. I love it. Five yep. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again, Allison. And thank you to our listeners so much for tuning into another case study edition. And it's such an incredible story from Allison. Make sure to tune in every Monday almost every Wednesday and occasionally on Fridays for our biz tip of the week editions here on the mind your business podcast. See you next time. Ciao. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be, so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.